Hi, everyone, and welcome to the March 23rd, 2018 edition of the Sheila Zielinski Show. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule because this is a bombshell, powerful show. You're going to be blown away. And this is not for wimps, by the way. Buckle up because I'll tell you, we're going to get into some things today that I'm pretty sure your pastor is not talking about. It is your favorite former Florida firefighter, and that's a mouthful. And he's coming on in moments. Very quickly, listen, my website is under construction. If you want to stay on top of some incredible information, you have to go right now, throw it in a search. Sheila Zelinsky Patreon. There's too many reasons to list of why you need to do that. All the shows, exclusive shows that aren't available to the public and a whole lot of perks too. There's so many reasons why you need to become one of my patrons. Trust me when I say that. And for all you that have all these questions, I answer my patrons' questions. Those are a priority and you will stay on top of everything that's going on, including what is the future of the podcast? Are you still going to have a podcast, Sheila? Can I still find you on iTunes? Is the TV show rumor true? I answer all of that and much more to my VIP patrons. Very good reason to become a VIP partner today. That's Sheila Zielinski Patreon. Become one today. Well, I want to jump right into the program. I'm giving everyone fair warning. You know when they do those graphic warnings? We might offend a few people today. This show is not for the diary of a wimpy Christian. So just forewarning you there. Well, let's jump right into the show. It is going to be be so good. We missed you, my friend, Mark. Welcome back to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Sheila. It's an honor to be back on today. Well, Mark, where I want to start is I want to talk about the omnibus bill. Of course, everyone is absolutely up in arms about this thing. I was actually admittedly very surprised that he signed it after talking about vetoing it. What is your take on this omnibus bill? What's going on with all this, Mark? Yeah, you know, and and the whole thing about this bill, Sheila, is that people just need to take a deep breath that there's a bigger picture at play here. Now, again, what the enemy meant for harm, God can mean for good. So I know that people are complaining. My my emails are lighting up. Social media is lighting up. And the evangelicals have to understand you cannot be ruled by your emotions. I understand abortion is an emotional issue. I get that. But the point being here is that even if Planned Parenthood is being funded in this bill, he signed an executive order December 21st stating that anything that had to do with crimes against humanity, which Planned Parenthood is, they can seize their assets. So don't think for one second that this is not going to backfire on the enemy. He He could seize those assets. He could seize that money before it ever gets into their hands. This is going to backfire on them, but people just need to take a step back. They have to understand something, Sheila. Look at what this man's going through right now. I mean, this man is surrounded by devils, literally. The other thing we need to understand, again, I've said it on your show before, I'll say it again. The reason this country is in the condition that it's in right now is because of the church. The church has not done its job for decades, so now God has sent someone in there to clean this mess up. It's the church's fault, the evangelicals who haven't been doing their job, is why we're in the condition that we're in. So now God sent someone in here to clean this mess up, and things aren't going according to their opinion the way they think it should be. They're getting emotional, and they're starting to flame the president. Well, again, you have to understand, this man is going through hell and back right now trying to clean this mess up, and he needs our support. So instead of being on Facebook or social media flaming the president, why aren't you on the phone and uh, calling your congressman? Why aren't you sending emails? Why aren't you in spiritual warfare over this stuff? Why aren't we demanding these people step down? That's right. Why aren't we in campaign mode, getting someone to run against these people, making sure that they will never see office again? So again, there's things we could be doing instead of wasting our time and opinions on social media. When you say there is devils around him, you got that right. But why is this all on 
one man. Well, that, and that's the other part, is that this is not on Trump. He was forced into this bill. So, again, they have to understand there's a bigger picture at stake, and it's the military. We have to have our military right now, Sheila, because we have to have defense against uh, all enemies, foreign and domestic. We have to have the military in place because of what's about to go down. We've got to have the military in place. They've got to have the budget. They've got to have the manpower. They've got to have the equipment. They don't have it right now. So he knows, and he even said, this is a national security issue is why the only reason why he was signing this right now, and that he would never sign another bill like this again. You know, the ones we need to be firing the arrows at is not the president. It's these demon-possessed politicians. You know, Paul Ryan, McConnell, all these guys, Pelosi, Schumer. These are the ones we need to be on the phone with demanding these guys resign or step down. Those are the ones that we need to be asking the Lord to remove these people in spiritual warfare. Well, I'm going to tell you who's responsible for all this, who's responsible for the dung heap that we're in, the church. That's right. The body of Christ is responsible for the mess that we are in in this country. The blame doesn't go to one guy. We can make it about this omnibus bill all day long. But the truth is that this is a much deeper systemic problem. And I got a newsflash. This isn't about a spending problem. This is about a spiritual problem. It's not Donald Trump's fault that the silence is deafening in the church. This is not one man battle. Exactly. And the other thing, too, the Lord told me two days ago, he said, Mark, we are no longer in battle mode. We are now in war mode, which means that we are going to another level, folks. So if you are not spiritually mature enough to handle the war, you will be pushed aside. You will not be used in some of this warfare. So again, you've got to be spiritually mature. And if you are falling into the demonic trap by attacking the president, not realizing what's going on behind closed doors or seeing the bigger picture, you just fell for the trap. We have to have discernment and wisdom. That's why... You know, later or so, we're, we're talking about, you know, it has to be a balance. You cannot be one-sided with this stuff. We cannot be ruled by our emotions. We cannot be ruled by what we see with our eyes. We have to be ruled by the Spirit. We have to be spiritually mature not to fall into these demonic traps. And instead of spending all your time on social media, use that time for warfare, whatever it may be, whether it's like we talked about, emailing your congressman, calling them, making sure these people don't see office again. Spiritual warfare. We are in war mode. So this thing is going to another level right now, Sheila. And God gave us the tools to take it to another level. We're not binding, we're not loosing, we're not sending charge to the, the angels. Our angels are unemployed, Mark. Exactly. And we have more tools at our disposal right now than we've ever had in any other generation, and yet we're in the worst shape of any other generation. So that's, that's the part that shows me what is it that we're doing wrong. See, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. There has to be a change somewhere, Sheila. The church has to change somewhere, somehow. They've got to get out of this money mode, influence mode, and start to come back to the basics. We've got to get back into the warfare mode. So, I mean, again, we have to get off our behinds and on the front lines. I think you just came up with a new slogan, Mark. Get off your behinds and on the front lines. That's good. But, you know, here's the the serious part of this. And we're already getting the emails. We're both getting hammered on this. Oh, yeah, you guys have Make America Great Again goggles on. What do you got? Trump rose-colored glasses. Wake up, Sheila and Mark. I mean, have you seen what's in this bill? You know, people, even on Facebook, I read a guy, oh, my God, I've completely officially given up on the Make America Great Again. It is now just sailing down the river like a faded memory. Let's address this train of thought out here, Mark. Right now, again, these people have no, they're being ruled by their emotions again. We cannot go by what we see or what our emotions are telling us. We have to be ruled by the Spirit. There's a bigger picture at play here. They don't understand what this man's going through. He's having to, to literally fire people that he cannot trust. He is surrounded by demons. And so this man is going through hell and back, literally. 
So we have to respect that fact that, it's, that this stuff didn't happen overnight, Sheila. This has been decades' worth of corruption that has gone so deep. It's global. It's not just America. It is global that this man is dealing with. So he has to be surrounded with people that uh, he can trust and people that support him. He, look, he's going to make mistakes. There's nothing you can do about it. Every man makes mistakes. But we have to be there as a support role no matter what. We have to see the bigger picture. The man said right there today, he said, look, I'm putting Congress on notice. I will never, ever sign a bill like this again but this is a national security issue for the military. We need the military. People don't understand that our military was decimated by the deep state by Obama. So they were purposely trying to take down America, but we have to have the military in place to protect us from foreign enemies, but also these domestic demons that we have in Congress right now that are trying to purposely take this country down. We've got to have it to protect the homeland. Well, and you and I have said this before, and I think this is really important where we have to go to another level in our spiritual warfare, because let's face it, the mainstream church is not doing spiritual warfare. Exactly. So, I mean, if you are not spiritually mature enough, you're going to get removed right now. Look, not everybody's called to the tip of the spear. Some people are called logistics, but the ones who are called to the tip of the spear, they do not have time to pick these people up right now. If you're, if you fall for the trap and you go down, the enemy takes you down, whether it's, you know, in your emotions or whatever the case may be, the ones on the tip of the spear do not have the time to deal with that. They have to move forward and God is removing those and cutting ties to those who will hinder, who will weigh you down, who will slow you down. God is removing them. So be careful. Yeah, be careful. And I think that's really important because God is doing some separating right now. Look at he says there in Matthew 25. He will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Listen carefully. God is not just separating the sheep from the goats. God is separating the sheep from the sheep. And that is really important to consider. Yes, it is. And, and again, they're, they're going after the wrong person. They need to be going after these demoniacs, the Congress, who are trying to force them into a corner. Now, I wrote a, that prophetic word before Donald Trump was even elected that talked about that God was going to assemble his dream team. Now, it's taking a while to get that dream team around him because the corruption goes so deep and it's so broad. But you're seeing the dream team beginning to come together now. This inner circle, people he can trust. He's just fired a couple of people this week. So he's bringing together people he can trust. So that dream team is being assembled. We have to be patient. This stuff will play out. This bill will backfire on the enemy. This isn't about bills and spending and politics. There's no political solution for a spiritual problem. Exactly. This is a spiritual issue on all accounts. I mean, everything man- starts in the spiritual and will manifest in the natural. And this is this is the prayers of the saints, of the of the army of God, basically, that's being answered, that have been praying for decades. People have been praying this for decades for the corruption to be cleaned up. Now, I prophesied, uh, the Lord gave me that prophetic word in 2015, time is up for those who are corrupt. And this is what you're seeing coming to pass right now, is that McCabe, I believe, was the linchpin that's going to take all this stuff down, and they know this. This is why so many people like Lindsey Graham are screaming, uh, you know, wanting an investigation on this or that, as to why they let him go. So this is the linchpin right here. So people need to buckle up, they need to put their seatbelts on, because this is going to be a long ride, because this corruption, Sheila, goes global. We're going to talk global today. This is not just about America. This whole show is going to be about global. And what God's going to reveal in all this is that this corruption is so deep and so wide, it's even going to take down parts of the church. This is all part of the cleanup process of the corruption, because we have corruption in the political realm. We also have corruption in the religious realm. And those two towers are coming down. You know, we we're already seeing, if you, if you were to lay out my prophetic words that God has given me, and what God has told me years ago, to take down the political tower and the religious tower, so to speak. And so if you lay out these prophetic words, you will see that it started addressing the political tower first, these political prophets of Baal, if you will. And then all of a sudden, it starts getting into chipping away at the spiritual prophets of Baal, giving them an opportunity to repent. 
is what God has been calling the, these churches and these prophets of Baal, giving them opportunity to repent. And they have not done it. Some of them have, some of them have not. And what's coming right now is the judgment is now here, period. It's not coming, it's here. You're seeing it taking place already in the political realm, but we're going to get into this in the show here. here. It has now started for the spiritual realm. Well, and playtime's over. Like you just said, it's not coming, folks. It's here. And God is doing some major house cleaning. And this is not, I, I think people hear this so much, Mark, they think, oh, yeah. God's doing house cleaning. Big deal. Th- this is not a joke, is it? No, it's not. And here's the thing. The Lord told me two years ago, he said, Mark, he said, there's another showdown coming between the spirit of Elijah and the prophets of Baal. Now, when that started, I, I, I did not know at the time. I just knew it was coming. And what the Lord was showing me is that there's a judgment that's coming. It's already here. And basically what it is, it's 1 Timothy 4 and 2 Timothy 4, where they're, the conscience have been seared with a hot iron, and they will no longer listen to sound doctrine and truth. And what the Lord showed me was that he showed me a, a locomotive. And it had Babylon written on the side of it. And each train car that was hooked to it represented a ministry. And if you drew a line through, a horizontal line through that train, that train would cross. He said, Mark, that train's moving at warp speed. And he said, that line that, that is crossing is called the point of no return, First Timothy 4, where their conscience has been seared with a hot iron and they no longer listen to sound doctrine. He said, that's the judgment. And he said, the problem with this judgment, Mark, he said, is that you don't see this judgment coming. It's like eating an elephant. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Yeah. Until finally, you have devoured the whole thing. And this judgment, Sheila, they do not see it coming. I have witnessed this with my own eyes, period. It is now here. And it's almost like God is handing people over, especially the leadership now. This is, this is especially on the leadership. It's like God is handing them over to themselves. He's handing them over to a reprobate mind. He's handing them over to their fleshly desires, whatever that is for that particular person. But the problem is they don't see it coming until all of a sudden, wham, it's got you. And this is serious. I have witnessed it with my own eyes, period. Well, let's read that. That's a really important scripture there in First Timothy 4.1. It says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to what? Seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Welcome to today's church. Yeah, and, and this is, I want to address this. This is not just the United States. This is globally, the leadership. The church has become a system, and that's what's under judgment. I've been saying this for for two years now. That it's the systems that are under judgment. If you are a part of these systems, when I, well, I'll give you an example. The 501c3, when I wrote that 501c3 prophecy, the Lord told me, he said, Mark, many have come before you with that message, but he said, you are the last. And it's almost like God is using me as the last messenger, if you will, before the judgment falls. He's giving people an opportunity to repent. So he said, but you are the last one. He said, because judgment's about to fall on the system. Now, he has given people an opportunity to repent and come out of the 501c3. It is a demonic contract with the Baal system that the church has entered into. And they have to understand, the Bible says, do not be unequally yoked. Well, when you are in a 501c3, you are equally yoked with other 501c3s, Islam, Satanic Church, Planned Parenthood, pro-choice. This is why we can't make headway in the uh, legal system with the abortion issue, because they are yoked with Planned Parenthood and pro-choice. The Lord said you can't cast out Satan with Satan. So when you're in covenant with Baal, you cannot cast that entity out. Now, what is the ultimate spirit behind all of this, especially the abortion spirit, is the spirit of Jezebel, because she sacrificed the kids to Baal. So we have uh, multiple issues going on right here now. So we got the 501c3 with the churches. That is under judgment. They've been given an opportunity to come out. I think it, this has pretty much come to a point now where God has had enough. He's given them the opportunity to come out, and you're going to see churches begin 
to go down. You're going to see them collapse. You're going to see the door shut. You're seeing, you're already seeing a mass exodus from these churches because yeah. people are tired of it. What, what are they tired of? They're tired of the control. They're tired of the manipulation. They're tired of the money issues. They're also incorporated. See, the church has got a slavery mentality. You know, God called us to rule and reign. Well, how can you rule and reign or govern when you're being governed over? When you're in a 501c3, you now are being governed over by the federal government. Probably 99% of our churches are incorporated. What You are now being governed over at the state level, which now means Jesus is no longer the head of your ministry, Sheila. They can scream it from the pulpit all they want to, but Jesus is not the head of your ministry. The state is, if you're incorporated. If you're a 501c3 on top of that, bail is. When you give your tithes and offerings, you are giving to the bail system, period. This is why when you get nothing in return and you've been sowing for years and years, is because you've been sowing into the bail system. You're sowing into the wrong system. So all of these things now, God is bringing out right now. He's exposing these things, and these pastors are not wanting to do this. They're not wanting to get out of the 501c3 because they know it's about how many do I have in my congregation? How big's my sanctuary? It's about how much money do I have coming in? Oh, but I justify this by how, how many programs can I put out? Look how, how good we're doing. Well, you have to understand, when you have a 100,000-square-foot commercial building, yes, it's going to take money to keep the lights on. Yes, it's going to take money to keep the cameras rolling. But it was never intended for the church, so to speak, the congregation, to be a business. That's why when the Lord walked into the temple, he turned the tables over and drove them out with a whip because they were turning it into a business. It was supposed to be a house of prayer. You know, the other thing is, is that when the Lord, uh, he said to pay your taxes, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. And the problem is, is that people are more apt to give and they know this because they get a, this return on their giving through the taxes. Well, where does it say that anywhere scripturally? But here's the other thing, Sheila, and nobody, and I'm just going to pose this question out there to the listeners, is that if you go to the story where, where Peter was there with Ananias and Sapphira, and they're bringing all the monies in, and I know they dropped dead, but this is just part of the story. They're bringing all the monies in. They, were, they sold lands and homes, and they brought all the money in, and they distributed it to the people, the congregation, so that no one was without lack. No one's been able to explain this to me. Why does that not go on today? To me, they've created a pyramid scheme where, again, it's a corporation where you don't have pastors in the pulpit anymore. You have high-paid CEOs. And so what's happening is you're giving and giving and giving, and it's the upper echelon that are getting all the money. They're living like rock stars. While the congregation is sitting there broke, sick, tired, in debt, they can't move forward. They're believing for this miracle over and over and over they're giving. So nobody's been able to kind of explain that to me. And, you know, the other thing, too, is about the 501c3. You know, the Lord talked about in Revelation where he said that he hated the Nicolaitan system. The Nicolaitan system. What is the Nicolaitan system, Sheila? The Nicolaitans taught compromise with the world system, materialism, and tolerance of immorality. Bingo. Yeah. Where do we see that today? In the church. The church has completely bowed down to Baal. The compromise, the tolerance, dumb it down. Let's let's conform to the world's way of doing things. The Bible's outdated. It's irrelevant. We need to get the Bible palatable for the world. No, we don't. That's the whole problem here. Folks, listen to what Mark just said. That's a very important thing that you just brought home. Compromising the body of Christ, which is the church, is trying to conform with the world. And we got it backwards. God's gospel doesn't need anything. It is perfect in its raw state. Exactly. The whole thing is, is that this spirit of Jezebel right now is so huge. And again, we have to think globally right now. You know, where's all this coming from? Baal is the strong man over America. So we know that Jezebel is in charge of Washington, D.C. We know it's in charge. It has infiltrated the church to the core. It has infiltrated churches globally. And, you know, I just wrote that new prophetic word, all roads lead to Rome. And do you mind if I read that real quick? No, I think this is going to no. shed some light on that. No, yeah, do it. It's called All Roads Lead to Rome, and it was January 25th, 2018. And it says, the Spirit of God says, the Pope and the Vatican. That's right, the Pope and the Vatican are not furthering my kingdom, but are aiding the kingdom of darkness. Many are saying that 
that this is the last pope, but it's not for reasons they think. This will be the last pope for what I, the Lord God, am about to do. I will expose this pope and all those under his command for all the corruption he and the Vatican have been involved in for centuries. For the Spirit of God says there is a shaking and a quaking coming to this pope and the Vatican. For I will split the Vatican and its leadership wide open for the entire world to see the inner workings of this ancient beast. This pope, the Vatican, and all its leadership will come crumbling down. I will pull back the veil to show how deep and dark the deception has been. You whisper in your inner chambers. We answer to no one. No one is above us. No one can hold us accountable. I, the Lord God, see it all, and the time has come when I will now hold you accountable for your darkness. This exposure will be of such magnitude that the people will say, what do we do now? Where do we go now? We want nothing to do with this. We have no religion now. Millions will walk away from their religion, as this will affect other religions as well. The Spirit of God says, is my army ready? Are you ready to receive these people? Are you ready to receive my harvest that's going to take place from this exposure? Prepare yourselves for the tsunami of people that will be starving for me and have no place to turn. Prepare now. All roads lead to Rome. The Spirit of God says, there is a dig, an archaeological find that is coming in an underground vault, which will be so cataclysmic that it will rock the Christian world. The answer lies between Jerusalem and Vatican City. Now, what does this have to do with Baal and Jezebel? Well, when you look back at what the history of the Vatican and Rome and what they've been into, they have been controlling and manipulating the people through religion, through denominations, through money, wealth, influence, all these things that are characteristic of that Jezebel spirit. That's where a lot of this is coming from right there. It is a global spirit. Now, a Jezebel spirit can move in on a geographical level. It can move into a nation, and it works with principalities and powers. This is where I believe what the Lord is showing me, that this Jezebel spirit on a global level, a lot of this is coming from the Vatican, it's coming from Rome, and it's infiltrated our churches to the point that they have been defiled, and some of these churches are beyond help, believe it or not. And this is where this judgment is coming from. This is where the judgment is coming from globally on these, in these churches, even in the United States. So God is going to clean out this corruption. He's going to expose this Jezebel spirit. And I honestly believe the day that Hillary Clinton goes to jail will be the sign that Jezebel has been cast down over this nation. Well, Catholic Church is the biggest church in the world right now, despite the fact that Muslims are growing. So number right. one, that's huge right there. Secondly, we know all these vast underground networks. What do you think Steve Quayle has done in the Unholy Sea? He was talking about this. He Steve Quayle exposed this labyrinth that runs under all these churches the Vatican has purchased. So I'm sure there's a connection. Even in my book, Green Gospel, I wrote a chapter exposing the Pope. It didn't get a lot of traction then. Well, other than all the Catholics <laughs> relegating me to the depths of the down. But George Bergoglio, I dedicated an entire chapter exposing the devil that this guy is. And being the first Jesuit Pope, who knows what these Jesuits have been at for a vast number of hundreds of years. When you look at the origins of the Jesuits, you know, it goes back to what Tom Horn has talked about with Petrus Romanus, the final pope, the child pedophilia, yeah. the satanic blood rituals that they do underneath the... That's on record now, what they do, these insidious demons. This is going to be about the biggest deception probably in the history of mankind. Now, I want people to understand, this could be relics. It could be relics. It could be uh, whatever the case may be. I think it's going to be much greater than that. I think it's going to be something on multiple levels, Sheila. I think it's going to be manuscripts, uh, scrolls that are going to debunk some of this uh, false teachings that have been out there, maybe uh, lost books that were supposed to 
to be in a, uh, have been included in the Bible. I mean, I'm just showing, throwing these out as examples. This is what I'm sensing that's going to be uh, going on. That's going to expose things of how Rome has been manipulating man through the centuries, literally through religion. And this is not just about Catholics here. I don't want people to think we're attacking Catholics because we're not. This is going to affect all religions, yeah. even Baptists, uh, Assemblies of God. This is going to affect everyone. This is going to be huge. Well, I think, so you get the sense that it's just going to be an archaeological discovery that is going to rock the world. Now, do you get a sense that it's going to rock it as in a good thing? Good for Jesus is this like weird Da Vinci Code kind of garbage. Kind of elaborate a little bit. Yeah, so... Yeah, you know, this is going to be something that that, that is going to expose the deception that's been going on uh, for centuries, okay. basically. It, it, it could be manuscripts, scrolls. I mean, again, it, it could be, I think it's going to be on multiple levels. It's, it's all about pulling the veil back and showing how they've been deceiving man, controlling and manipulating man through false doctrines or teachings, so to speak. You're going to see manuscripts like, uh, I think there's going to be books of the Bible that should have been included in the Bible maybe come out. There are going to be scrolls that are going to debunk things that we have been so-called taught that were supposed to be true theology, maybe that may not be, you know what I mean? Stuff that has been hidden from man that has tried to keep man divided, if that makes sense. To divide and conquer has been their tactic. Even denominations divide people. I mean, come on. I, I, I'm a firm believer it was never meant to have denominations, period. But they do this specifically to keep man out of unity, because they know the second that man awakens and comes into unity with their Heavenly Father, it's over for them. And that's fixing to happen. I can tell you that right now. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I hope you're wrong about the you know, non-canonical kinds of things, or could that be a part of it? Because Revelations tells us if what happens if you add or remove stuff, I would hate to think that could be our reality. I'm just maybe hoping, you know, they find like the real Ark of the Covenant or the Shroud of Turner or something, because, well, mind you, Ron How didn't Ron Howitt allegedly discovered the Ark of the Covenant. I mean, who knows what this artifact is? We already fight enough about all this canonical with the, the 1611 King James, the Apocrypha. I mean, I just go round and round that conversation with people. So I don't think you understand what you're presenting. This has massive ramifications. But you know, what's interesting in all of this is you mentioned it, you think about the spirit of Jezebel, that's the spirit behind false religion. That's the spirit behind sorcery and black magic and witchcraft and idolatry. And guess what else? Backbiting slander and discord. It's a character assassination spirit carried out by spirits of witchcraft. It it controls and dictates moves of spiritual leaders. So you mentioned that word leader, it ties into that. And like I said, look at all the discord, the character assassinations. That is the spirit of Jezebel in a nutshell. And it's raging. It is ubiquitous, Mark. Yes, it's at an all-time high right now. But you you got to ask yourself, why is it that way? Because I think there's something about to break loose that God's fixing to bring man together in unity. And But it's going to take this exposure to do it. Now, what we're seeing in the United States right now in the political realm is now taking place in the spiritual realm, in the spiritual leadership. It's now going to start. It has started. Again, that confrontation between the spirit of Elijah and the prophets of Baal has now begun. Well, and you mentioned something earlier in the show, and I think this is really important because everybody's, again, up in arms over this omnibus bill. And I think here's the thing. You know, I don't know if the guy's nine chess plays ahead or if he's just playing Congress. Mitch McConnell, really, who I call McConnellentium and Pelosium, the new densest, darkest element stone to man. I made a joke about that. I think I put Schumerite in there, too. But I mean, these are some of the dumbest people in the planet you don't think the art of the deal master himself can outmaneuver these 
dummies. So I just, I, th- I don't think we're giving the guy enough credit. I feel he knows what he's doing. I, I just can't help but think that Trump is 10 playbooks ahead of these guys. Can out quaff, out finesse, out maneuver. We don't know what's up the guy's sleeve. So I kind of feel like anybody just saying, oh, this is all just, oh my. I heard some mindless idiot say, oh, we should have voted Hillary Clinton. Are you kidding me? I guess we should have voted Hillary. None of this is about Donald Trump. This is where we get back to the spiritual warfare. What church is even doing spiritual warfare? You that are listening out there to this, how many of you are doing spiritual warfare? That pretty much answers the question because this ain't about Donald Trump. This is about what are we doing as the body of Christ? Yeah, uh, and again, you can blame all this on Donald Trump all you want to. It's not Donald Trump, because if it wasn't Donald Trump, it'd be somebody else that God would use. But God is using Donald Trump to literally move heaven's agenda forward, period. You know, there was someone um, on, on one of the other shows that I did that he said the day that Donald Trump got elected, it set the New World Order back 25 to 30 years. And, you know, honestly, Sheila, it's going to be more than that. I'm not so sure these guys are even going to recover anytime soon, if they recover at all. Because when they start arresting these guys and sending these people to Gitmo and cleaning this stuff up globally like this... They it may have just absolutely wiped these guys out. Well, Perp walked at Gitmo. That's my, oh, you're now man after my own heart. Obama, McCabe, Comey, Clinton, the cartel, the Dixie Mafia, Arkansas nightmare that Hillary is and her husband. I mean, when these guys start dropping, Mark, I think it's going to be like dominoes. We just, we're just getting warmed up, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and here again, you got to understand, we go back to the spirit of Jezebel because this is what God's dealing with right now on a global scale. But the spirit of Jezebel is on these leaders. And even on the religious leaders right now, because the, the religious leaders have tolerated her in Revelations 2.20. They, they tolerated her, and the time has come where God's not tolerating it anymore. He's dealing with it right now. And I believe when she goes to jail, and she will go to jail, it'll be a sign that Jezebel has been cast down over this country. Now, you know, the other thing, too, is that uh, we need to be praying for the president right now, because this is the other thing the Lord has shown me, as far as the spirit of Jezebel is concerned, is that it has infiltrated his spiritual advisory board. And this is where they got to be careful. Now, you know, we've talked about this before, that I'm not real big on his spiritual advisory board in the capacity that they're in. Now, let me explain that. I don't have a problem with the president having 30 to 40 pastors around him. I think it's great to have these people around him, but they're in the wrong role. They're in an advisory role. That is not biblical, Sheila. And the problem is, is that the spirit of Jezebel has infiltrated that spiritual advisory board, I believe, is what the Lord's showing me. And what's going to happen is, is that there will be decisions that he's going to have to make that he may present to this board. I don't know. He may uh, may not, but he will present to them, or they will come forward to him and approach him and say, hey, look, this is what the decision or the way that you need to handle this, and it will look godly. It will smell godly. It will taste godly, but it will not be a godly decision and what God wants. And that's the control and manipulation that is infiltrated. And so, Again, they're in the wrong role as a spiritual advisory board. It is not biblical for a pastor to advise the king. Who advises the king? The, the prophet. Yeah. Period. That is biblical. So they need to be in, a, in an intercessory and prayer role. That's the role that they need to be in as far as 30 or 40 pastors, not an advisory role. Yeah, but let's face it, Mark, there's a whole lot of stuff going on today. These CEO pastors are doing that they shouldn't be. There's no biblical model for a lot of things. You know, there's a whole lot of fence-sitting lukewarmers. Jesus himself said, hey, I'd rather you be hot or cold, but not lukewarm. They're not interested in the deeper things of God or going spiritually deeper. They're not into doing spiritual warfare. They're not even interested in real deliverance. It's just like these people call me, hey, Sheila, I need a little deliverance just to, you know, get the monkey off my back. 
back. Nothing, nothing major so I can get on with my life. Listen, God is not interested in you having a life. He's interested in you being fully submitted to him so he can live through us. What part of that do these people not get, Mark? It isn't about your best life now. How about surrender your life now? You know, I've said this before, and maybe somebody needs to hear this. The real Christian life, it looks way more like the book of Job than it does the book of Joel Osteen. But, you know, back to that raging spirit of Baal, that spirit of Jezebel, don't forget this woman is a total impious devil. I mean, this this woman was a total pagan at the highest level. This is the wife of Ahab, the one that tracked down Elijah. I mean, the guy was sick and exhausted and wanted to die over this raging, ruthless nightmare of a woman. Right, and, and notice how close it's trying to get to the president himself. You, you see what I'm saying? That scripture talks about greater love has no man than he laid down his life for his brother. You know, there's more than one way to lay down your life, Sheila. I mean, look, let's face it. Me and you would rather be doing something else than doing what we're doing right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have other things we could be doing. Let's look at Donald Trump, for instance, and the Trump family. Look at the hell that those guys have been through right now. Those guys have a multi-billion dollar empire. They could be living their lives right now, doing whatever they wanted worldwide, but they chose to give up that life for their brother because they love their country so much. That's how much love these people have for our country. They gave up their life so that they could help save this country. So that's where Christians need to come at it from that standpoint. Like, I'm, I'm doing this show right now. I'm not feeling good. So, I mean, the fact of the matter is, I'm willing to give up my life to save others. It's all about a rescue mission. That's what this is about. That's about a rescue mission. Now, I'm going to use a little bit of tough love here for, for some folks because I feel like they need to hear it. I'm getting a lot of fear-based emails, fear-based messages, and it's like, look, let me, let me, I got to stop them right there because I'm not going to answer a fear-based email right now. I'm not going to do it. I'm only one person. I don't have a team around me anyway. I don't have the time for it. But the other thing is, as leaders in a one of the largest spiritual battles in the history of mankind, which is right now, since the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, we're in the largest spiritual battle to take back not just America, but the entire earth. There has to be a spiritual triage that has to take place, and I don't have time and you don't have time as a commander to babysit people at times. I know that sounds kind of rough. I know it sounds like we're not using mercy and grace, but it's just a fact. The Lord told me. He says, look, you have to use spiritual triage. He, he talks to me in fire department language. He says, you know, give them the message. If they won't receive the message, they're in the black. They're spiritually dead. Move on. He says, because you don't have time. He says, because there's too many who, have, who are red, yellow, and green yeah. who have been wounded or walking wounded from the church itself now who will listen to the message, but will not only listen to it, but will act on the message and will join you in battle he said, those are the ones I want you to go after. So if you have a fear-based message or you have a fear-based uh, email or whatever the case may be, or you're scared of what's going on, look, we all get nervous from time to time. I used to tell my guys all the time, look, don't get nervous. When you see me get nervous, then it's time to get nervous. Until then, don't do it because it just opens the door for too many things. But the point being is that we need to be operating in a place of faith. And if you are not making the cut right now, Sheila, God is going to cut you until you get up to that point. You're not going to be able to be on the tip of the spear or the front lines when you're operating in that capacity. Capacity. Now, again, we're all human. We all have weaknesses, and I get that. But the point being is that we are now going to have to cut the mustard, so to speak. And if you don't cut the mustard, you're going to get cut, period. They don't have any idea what's going on in the background for you and I. Like, we go through a lot of stuff that we don't share on air, these jackals that write 10-part series about us. And this is not a game for you and I, Mark. This is not just, oh, we're jumping on here for entertainment. We are trying to sound the clarion call to people, aren't we? Yes, absolutely. And it's all about repentance. Repentance shuts the door to this stuff. And we, and when you walk in a heart of repentance, if you mess up, repent, move on. But you, if you get down, drag yourself up by the bootstrings, man, whatever 
the case may be. You know, grab yourself by the collar. You know, yank your own spiritual choke collar if you have to. You know, you got to snap out of it because we, we have a battle ahead of us. This battle is just beginning, and I know people get battle-weary. You know, we all get tired from time to time, but we have to move forward with this battle. We don't have time to stop and pick someone up who may need some counseling or whatever the case may be at times. And I know that sounds drastic, but there are people out there who are made for that type of stuff. I am not made for that. Uh, that's not my calling. I am not called to be a pastor. So, uh, you know, people have to understand what your calling is, what God is moving you into, because, again, this is a battle of epic proportions right now, and we have to move forward at all costs. You will rarely find a message on repentance today. But you know what? God waits for his people. When will they take the stepping stones at what he says in his word? We have a church today that has completely forgotten its foundations. They want a motivational speaker in the pulpit. For the time will come when men, they're not going to put up with sound doctrine. Instead, they're going to submit to their own desires. They're going to listen to false teachers that say what their itching ears want to hear. Second Timothy talks about that. And I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to be part of what they call the Christian church today because it's an embarrassment to a holy, righteous God. Nothing about repentance, nothing about godly sorrow, nothing about turning from your sin, taking up your cross. Just know you say a little prayer, kumbaya, you're good to go. It's three hymns and a PowerPoint. Nothing about God half these services. These churches don't challenge people on their sin, but there is a remnant. I believe there's a remnant out there. They're not satisfied with some little theologically shallow message on nothing about Christ. There's a yearning. There's a desire in them to go into the deeper things of God. There is a remnant. And that's why I think you're seeing a mass exodus out of the church. God waits for his people, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and again, the churches are not doing their job. You want to know why the world is in the condition that it's in? Because the churches have not been doing their job, period. It's because they're too infatuated with this uh, control, this manipulation through the wealth, the influence. It's all about wealth and influence over the message, Sheila. If it was truly about the message, then wealth and influence wouldn't even enter into the picture. The, the point is, is that you bring up a good point, because I brought this up on, on another interview that I did, where we had the biggest turnover and the biggest win on November 8th with Donald Trump. And it's like, it's almost like the Israelites. You're showing them sign up for sign up for sign up. And, and it's like, what is the problem? We get these comments all the time. All oh, these people are never going to jail. You know, this is not going to happen. You know, wishful thinking. It's like, congratulations, folks, because you've just fallen prey to the psychological warfare of the New World Order. That's exactly where they want you at. That's exactly how they want you thinking. You have just been defeated of hope, which now robs you of all fight, period. You have now been taken out of the fight. So this is where I tell people, you have to be careful how much doom and gloom garbage that you listen to. Satan's frequency. You have to get on heaven's frequency. Now, we're not saying don't be informed. You need to be informed of what's going on so that you know how to pray. But you have to limit how much of that stuff you bring in. You have to have a balance of reading God's word. Spending time uh, with God, having heaven's frequency bombard you the rest of your day. You know, don't start your day with that doom and gloom garbage. You know, start it with heaven's frequency. Then get informed sometime during the day with some things, and then, again, bombard yourself with good stuff. I don't care if they got to go to YouTube and watch puppy videos. The point being is you need to have a balance. This is why people, you know, th th again, the goal of this whole thing, the New World Order, is to change the DNA of man. And these frequencies that these evangelicals are tapping into are Satan's frequencies. And you're seeing it in their attitude. You're seeing it in their warfare, or lack of, I should say.
Well, listen, God waits for his people, but there's also a time when that mercy gets cut off. You know, everybody wants to talk about kumbaya and love, 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 and let's join hands and have a group hug, the gospel of love. But why doesn't anyone also talk about the severity of God? The fact that God does wait for his people, but there's a, there's a time when his mercy is cut off forever. And man, who wants to be a part of that? This is not a time for games. This is a time to get with the program. God is pulling back the veil. He is pulling back the curtain on hell's kitchen. But part of this means we have to be in serious spiritual warfare. We're in a battleground, not a playground. It's not time to stop your prayers. You know, instead of throwing up our arms in defeat, we should be getting in our war room and taking out these devils one by one in our war room, binding, loosing, giving charge to the angels. We should be ramping things up right now, warriors. Oh, you got a problem? You don't like a certain devil at the helm? Why are you not binding and loosing and coming against that thing? We got to get serious because, man, we're in a battleground, not a playground. Absolutely, which is what we need to be doing right now. And that includes the corruption of the spiritual leaders that have been deceiving the people through wealth, influence, uh, controlling, manipulation. I don't care. They have had an opportunity to repent. The time has now come where the judgment, where they don't see it coming, is now here. It's here, Sheila. And that is the scary part is they don't see it coming, period. Start looking for some of these leaders, actually, I believe. Start looking for some brain stuff to, to take place. Strokes, Alzheimer's, dementia, you know, whatever the case may be, because, again, it has to do with the mind. God is giving them over to themselves, to a reprobate mind. So you're going to see probably some removed from the face of the earth. And and, it, it, I'll, and I'll say this. I have an acquaintance, a friend of mine, who's a, a big-time CPA. This person has done over 200 ministries, and I'm not going to mention who their name is or where they're at, but they've done over 200 ministries, some of them big ministries, big money. And he told me, because he, he educated me a lot on, on this 501c3 stuff, but he told me, he said, Mark, if people truly knew where these churches get their money, how they get it, and what they're doing with it, it would make them sick. And he said the biggest ones that you see that are corrupt, it's not the first generation. It's usually the ones that's been handed down to the second and third generation. Those are the ones that are the most corrupt. But the point being is, is that there are ministries out there that are corrupt, and God's going to expose these ministries and bring them down. I don't even know how to explain it, because, I mean, what I have seen, even with my own eyes, you know, it's just it's just not good uh, because it, people are being handed over to their own desires, their own fleshy desires, and they don't see it. That's the scary part about this whole thing. And it's important, Sheila, that people pray for wisdom. You, you Again, I go back to having a balance. You cannot spend all your time in the Word of God all the time. You've got to spend time with Jesus himself. Wisdom, okay? And it, you have to hear the voice of God, period. And I know I'm going to catch flack for this, but some people like, because you're, oh, you're attacking the Bible. No, I'm not. I'm saying there has to be a balance. You have to spend time with Jesus himself, because here's what happens, Sheila, is that, and I've seen this two times, time, and I know you have too, is that people are so one-sided. It's, I know people who can quote the Bible from cover to cover, literally, cover to cover. They can quote chapter and verse. It's like, God bless you guys for having this kind of uh, memory skills, because I sure don't. But the problem is, their life is a wreck. And the reason their life is a wreck is because they don't have any wisdom, just because they have intellectual knowledge of the Bible. They can quote it from cover to cover. And it creates a spiritual arrogance, and we have to guard against that. It's very important we guard against that, because it's okay to have knowledge. But just because you have great knowledge doesn't mean you have great wisdom. And we need to be praying for wisdom and discernment, period. So it's okay to have that knowledge, but we have to have it balanced with wisdom. 
Well, there's a difference. And and the word is a discerner. The word of God is a discerner. But we do also have to have the wisdom, like in my daily warfare prayer, in my book, Power Prayers, I say in there, Father, give me keen discernment and wisdom that I might be as wise. There's that word wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. It's part prayer, part warfare. And this goes back to what I said in my book. Prayer is when you're addressing God. Warfare is a part where you're addressing the enemy. God gave us the tools here to deal with the enemy. What does he say in Luke 10, 19? He gave us power over all the power of the enemy. I think we've just heard it so much. It's like, wow, you just don't get it. Yeah, and that brings up another good question. I'm glad you bring that up because I'm going to pose another question to the listeners here to, to meditate on. We have more tools at our disposal right now than any generation in history of man. And look at the mess we're in. We're not flowing in power and authority. The churches aren't. We have the Bible. We have the internet. We have, I mean, we've got what, 10 different translations on our on our smartphones. I mean, and again, we're in the worst shape that we've ever been in. I always go back to, how did Moses do it? How did Abraham do it? And the Bible didn't even exist. How did these great men of faith flow in these signs, wonders, and miracles like that? And it didn't even, we didn't even have the tools. They didn't have the tools that we have now. And yet we're in the worst shape we've ever been in, in the history of man. And nobody's been able to explain that to me. So it's like, again, it's because these great men of faith, they had the Torah and they were reading it, but they were also spending time with God. They were spending time with the Lord. It's that balance. And I think people are, are get too one-sided with, with stuff, and they don't spend enough time with the Lord. I, I go around here, and I walk around my property with my dogs. I'm constantly meditating on God. I'm constantly listening for Him to speak, because people think they have to hear an audible voice, and it's not. You can see His voice. You can smell it. You can taste it. You can hear it. I mean, the five natural senses, you have them in the spiritual as well. So I'm constantly meditating on the Lord, listening, looking for His voice, and that's what it takes. You have to spend time in His presence, period. Yeah, I feel like I sound like a broken record. Get in his presence, get in his word, get on a fast. And no, not fasting Instagram. I'm so tired of people. Well, I fast other things. No, the Bible talks about food. It doesn't talk about fasting social media. This is food. Jesus said, when you fast, do it like this, not if you fast. That's really important because he thought we would be fasting. And that's a dying art right there. Nobody wants to go three days without food. Are you kidding me? That would be too inconvenient. So it's really tough. Time to get with the program. It is time to get serious with God. It is time to get your relationship with Him in order. It's time to get out of sin. You know exactly what you're doing right now. You know it's not right. It's time. It's time to leave those things. I'm talking to somebody out there. It is time to get that junk out of your life right now. And you know who you are when I'm talking because you know what? God knows about it. It's time that you turn from your sin. Repentance is not feeling bad about it. It's turning from your sin. I mean, God is looking for an A team, and right now he's got a, like a D team at best. Exactly. So, I mean, God's fixed to open the doors to stuff. That, and again, I go back to that all roads lead to Rome prophecy. Look at what's fixing to happen there. Are we prepared to receive these people, Sheila? I, I, the churches don't even have capacity, I, I mean, to, to handle all these people. Football stadiums, open fields, whatever the case may be. But are we prepared to bring in all these people? Now, here's the problem, is that the church is very bad about taking ground and then they turn right around and hand it back to the enemy through political and social pressure, period. Somebody complains, the enemy complains, political and social pressure, boom, oh, we don't want to offend anybody and they back up and they hand it right back to the enemy. That ground they just took, they just handed it right back to the enemy. God is not happy with that. I can tell you that for a fact. We are to take ground and we are to hold that ground at all costs. 
period. The, the church has got to get out of the four walls, and uh, they've got to unincorporate, get out of the 501c3. That's what's stifling their power and authority, but they've got to get prepared. The congregations, even the remnants, got to get prepared to handle all this influx of people, of this mass harvest that's, that's almost upon us. And that's the part of the, why we're doing this show, is to try to open people's eyes so that they can see what's going on in these corporations, I call them, because they're not churches, they're corporations. Sheila, let's call it what they are. They're, they're corporations. And so, I mean, they've got to snap out of this trance. God is trying to perform a rescue mission right now, literally for his people, yeah. to open their eyes and ears to see what's going on. That's why we're doing this show right now. So, again, God wants his people uh, in a place of righteousness and holiness, and it's hard to have that whenever you're under the influence of that Jezebel spirit, when the controlling, manipulating spirit, because all you can see is how big my church is, how many people we have coming in, we don't want to offend this person or that person. It's not working like that now, folks, because, the, again, the judgment is here. Well, I want to go back to something you said, because it's really interesting. Last month, I told my prayer group, I gave them, and I posted this, actually, January the 3rd, I posted on Power Prayers a Catholic prayer that I wanted people to start dealing with these spirits, all these spirits in the Catholic Church, and I thought, this makes no sense. This is interesting. Then the Lord showed me, he dropped this in my spirit really heavily, Queen of Heaven. Now, two days ago, get this, Mark, two days ago, the Pope crowned Mary, Queen of Heaven, and that was my sign, the daughter of Babylon, also known as Isis, or guess who else? The spirit of Jezebel. Isn't that interesting? Wow. In Hebrew, Jezebel means priest of Baal, not priestess. And here's the thing. There's a link between the kings of the earth, the Catholic Church, the Jezebel spirit, the spirit of Baal. This is all tied in together. People normally think, oh, Jezebel, that's just a little, it's a little soft feminine spirit. You know, it's kind of this control manipulation. You know, it's a female spirit. No, I'm talking about the masculine. Men can have a Jezebel spirit. This is what people don't understand. They just think Jezebel, it's some kind of spirit of a woman. That is false. It's nothing to do with a gender. It's to do with control. This is the spirit behind all this spirit of control, Mark. Right, right. You know, And, you know, I think it can take on many different facets. And I'm one of those is like you talked about it a second ago where it takes on this feminine uh, soft side where it's manipulating and controlling the people through the money, through the influence or the wealth, and, they, and you don't see it. That's the whole point of that thing. And so, but you get into the more uh, aggressive stuff like the Vatican and what they're doing, you know, the child sacrifices. Now you're getting into the hardcore. That's not hard to spot. It's the delicate side of that Jezebel spirit that's hard to spot sometimes. And that's where we've got to be careful. This is not about the cat. Catholics. This is this is about all denominations, all churches, all religions, so to speak. This is what this is pertaining to. This is not uh, about Catholics or any one certain group. This is about all of it. Well, what's really important is you and I are going to pray here in the end of the program. Before we get into that, let's try to recap, just summarize what you think is really important to take away from this message today, because boy, there was a lot in this message. I think people need to go back, grab your pens, grab a pad and write some of this stuff down. This is a really important show and it's important to go back. But what is an important takeaway from this show before we get into prayer, Mark? I think what's important right now for uh, the body is to stay in the fight, recognize where there may be some control and manipulation going on, be praying to have discernment and wisdom right now. And when you get tired, guys, again, we don't, we, we're not trying to, we're just trying to use tough love here. When you get tired, you've got to snap yourself out of it and move, and move forward, period, because this is a battle of epic proportions. Limit your doom and gloom uh, as far as your truth stuff, because we need to be, we need to have truth. We need to be informed, but 
limit how much you're in, getting informed throughout the day because it can taint your perception and your perspective for the rest of your day. So you've got to fill the rest of your day with positive stuff, with, with heaven's frequency, so to speak, whatever that case may be for you. So, I mean, um, what we it's important that we move forward in this fight together in unity, one heart, one mind, one accord. Now, again, we're not all going to agree on everything, and that's fine. But the point being is we're still unified as the army of God. We're coming together. We're taking the fight to the enemy, and we're going to fight, 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 and we're to occupy till he comes. That's the bottom line, Sheila. This fleshly stuff, this worldly stuff, you've got to put that stuff away. You've got to do away with it. And, uh, you know, it's nothing wrong with having money, but it's when money has you. That's the issue. And most of these ministries, a lot of these ministries, the money has them because they have been captured in their corporation, and they don't have a choice because they have to feed that entity. And that's why I think you're going to see the home groups. You're going to see the home churches. You're going to see people who are not incorporated, that they've got their home group set up maybe in a trust, or you know their, their church may be in a trust, and they're not under the state. They're not under the federal government. Those are the ones you're going to see flowing in true power and authority. Why? Because they put Jesus as the head of their ministry now, not the state, not bail. And um, we've got to come to a point where we're standing on our own two feet again as the Army, you know, taking the fight to the enemy. This is not to have a defensive posture right now. We have to have an offensive posture, an offensive mode. We're going after ground, we're taking ground, and we're holding it at all costs. And you can't do that in a defensive mode. That's right. And um, I think the bottom line here is that we got to step up our warfare game. we got to be like Navy SEALs in the spirit. That's not a joke. I mean, you didn't go into no. burning houses for shicks and giggles. Exactly. And, you know, we have to learn how to ambush the enemy, so to speak. And I've got that radar prayer on my website that people can go to and download it for free, where it takes you off the enemy's radar, jams his frequencies, and um, you pray that before you go into warfare, what the Lord is showing me, and now it becomes an ambush. Because if you don't, what happens is, is the enemy's sending reinforcements, and he's gearing up for your warfare, which makes your warfare that much harder. So if you get off the enemy's radar, you jam the frequencies, boom, you, it now becomes a ambush. Okay, so here's what I feel like we need to do, Sheila, um, to end this is we need to tag team the enemy, basically, as a, as a team, so to speak. I'm going to take us off the enemy's radar, and then I'm going to hand it over to you to, to do your uh, warfare prayer. Can we do that, um, the Jezebel prayer that you had? Because that's what the Lord was showing me. I thought that we needed to do. Yes, yeah, that's exactly what I was feeling, too. So good. I'm ready to rumble. <laughs> okay, so here's what we're going to do, Sheila. Um, I'm going to pray the scrambling the enemy's radar prayer, and they can go to my website at swordrescue.com, which is S-O-R-D rescue.com, and they can print it off for free. And this is going to become an ambush, what we're going to do right now. I'm going to take us off the radar, and then you're going to take us into the warfare part, if that makes sense. And we're, gonna, and we're just going to set an example here as to how we tag team in unity here as the army of God and go after the enemy and take ground and hold it. Let's do it. So right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you would release your warrior angels and your heavenly hosts, and we decree and declare that they would take us off the enemy's radar and scramble the enemy's frequencies, his airwaves. Your kingdom must come now, your will must be done right now, as in the heavens, also on the earth. Amen. Father, we just thank you now that you gave us dominion and authority. It says in Luke 10, 19, we have power over all the power of the enemy. So we come boldly to your throne. We come to you in the name of Jesus and the free access that you've given to us by his shed blood. So we enter into your gates right now with thanksgiving. We exercise the authority, power, and dominion you've given to us as we are seated in you in the third heaven at the right hand of you, O God. According to Ephesians 2, 6, above all rulers, principalities, powers, authorities, Satan, we bind you, rebuke you, and render you 
you powerless. We bring down those workers of iniquity, the lawlessness, the evil, the mosques being erected in our cities, elected officials rising up defiantly against our president and the constitution of our land, the talk of war and chaos and strife and race baiting and bloodshed and all this discord, the backbiting, the slander, the character assassination, which is that spirit of Jezebel. Right now in our power and authority, we bind that spirit of Jezebel. We come against it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the spirit of the witch wizard workers of iniquity, the warlocks, the witch doctors, sorcerers, necromancers, the wizards, all these operators of evil practices, and we put the blood of Jesus against all this black magic, the incantations, the idolatry. We render null and void all these hexes, vexes, voodoo, hoodoo, julu, spells, incantations, word or spoken curses, hulu, julu, or any type of control manipulation or vexing against us from the enemy. In Jesus' name, we cancel every assignment the enemy's made against us. We disavow them and disallow them in Jesus' name. We sever the silver cord of every spirit that is astral projecting to watch us eavesdrop, gather information, trip us up in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind that thing right now. We bind all this perversion, the censorship, the sowing disinformation. Lord God, we ask you to expose these devils right now in Jesus' name. We bind all that Jezebelic witchcraft. The false prophetess of Thyatira is labeled Jezebel. That whole black magic, false religion, cult, all those spirits that are having the church under domination and control of a few powerful families or personalities or certain pastors, these false preachers. Jesus said, feed my sheep, not fleece my sheep. We bind these devils. We bind the queen of heaven, daughter of Babylon, Isis, Diana, Maya, Gaia, these goddess demons right now in Jesus' name, this companion to Antichrist. We bind the spirit of Antichrist. In Hebrew, like I said, Jezebel means priest of Baal, not priestess. We bind the spirit of Baal, the false prophet and prophetess, false priests and priestess, mother of husband, the feminizer of God, the murder, the saints, this backbiting, tail-bearing, orient compromise, false gifts, false light. That's charismatic witchcraft. We bind that in Jesus' name. All these religious rituals, religious spirits, the quencher of deliverance, Baal, prophets of Baal, prophets of the robes, Ashura, spiritual bondage, doubt, unbelief. We break the curse of false teaching, false religion. It's part of this idolatry spirit of Jezebel, witchcraft used to gain power and control over someone. We bind that manipulative spiritual power right now. We bind the mind-blinding spirits that have people in a trance, Father. All these fertility symbols. We're coming up on Easter. The, the spiritual adultery, the false gods, false idols, greed in the church, greed against the truth, rituals of Lent, all this 40-day mourning for Tammuz, Easter, Ishtar. We bind these spirits right now in the name of Jesus. We bind you, break your power, and command you to get out in Jesus' name. We loose that spirit that wakes up the people out of the slumber, this hypnotic stupor from under the power of the enemy. We loose the angels of you, God, to apply the healing balm of Gilead to their brain cells. We command their brains to work like you designed it. We bind the mind-blinding, mind-racing, mind-control, occultic mind-power, mind-blinding, and in the name of Jesus, we bind up these end-time spirits of Arcturus, Masroth, Taurus, Mars, Betelgeuse, and Martigus. We bind and break off the spirit of stupefaction. According to 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 5, we take the weapons of war. We tear down the strongholds. We speak death to these devils that operate under Jezebel and Baal. We loose civil war upon the enemy's camp and we command out all evil operators to be turned against one another. We bind, cast down, nullify, and bring to naught every evil purpose and plan of the enemy working against us right now, working against the president. We pray for Donald Trump, the White House, his family, and every good God-fearing 
caring person that is working alongside and we stand the angels around them shoulder to shoulder so no evil will penetrate Lord we ask you to give Trump divine revelation and discernment and wisdom and order his steps we cover him right now with the precious blood of Jesus Christ and we remove all those pretending to be with him but are in reality swamp monsters or wolves in sheep's clothing and even as Paul declared blindness upon the agents of darkness in Acts 13 we too right now declare blindness upon all those taking part in evil plots against our country and President Donald Trump that they will grope around in the darkness so their plans will not be carried out and we thank you right now as I'm praying that their evil deeds are being arrested right now in the name of Jesus and every curse from the kingdom of darkness will fall upon those sending it. We send these curses back to these devils seven times. This will backfire and instead will become a blessing upon Trump. We loose upon him the spirit of peace, wisdom, power, and might and a sound mind to carry out your plans, God, and your purposes for this country. We prophesy and declare that it'll be reported even by the fake news that he is an unstoppable force and we know it is because you have ordained him and anointed him for such a time as this. And we thank you for this, Father, in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Amen. Well, I know that was long-winded, but we listen, we had a lot to pray for, and I hope everyone stood in agreement with us because this is really powerful. Prayers are powerful. We need to be doing this. And I thank you so much, Mark, for your time in coming on the program. Time? We're out of time. Thanks so much for coming on the program, Mark. God bless you. Uh, thank you for having me on, Sheila. It's always an honor to be on your show. Thanks, Mark. Folks, if you want to download Mark's prophetic words, go do that. You can download them all free over there at swordrescue.com. That's S-O-R-D. Don't spell it like the regular sword spelling. That's S-O-R-D.com. It is linked there in the description as well. And we're out of time. Like I said, we'll see you real soon. Good night and God bless.